You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to episode 276 of the critically acclaimed PHP Ugly, where we discuss in depth the most anticipated movie in years. No, not the Batman, but the Laravel documentary. I am your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me is John Congdon. <laughs> are you sure it's not Batman? Because I see the shirt and I'm, I'm liking it. And Tom Rideout. Yeah, I, I have a feeling uh, I'm going to get a, a lot of flack for this episode. <laughs> Why is <laughs> you, that? You're just bracing yourself for it, huh? Yeah. I've, I've already been asked to comment on the Laravel documentary. Oh, there, so there are is people it, is, it offic- is it officially out? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so you didn't do your homework, clearly. Okay. That's I watched it. I watched do, it today. Do my homework? Yeah. I'm not in the, Laravel, actually watched I'm not in the Laravel ecosphere. Well, it was posted I, I in your it, business's I, Slack channel. I'm not in the Slack. I'm not in the Slack. I honestly, I honestly nodded off the first time I watched it. So, but we'll get to that. So next, not next Sunday, not this coming Sunday, but the following Sunday, the 13th, I have a whirlwind day planned. I'm going to see the movie The Batman because it just happened to be playing in the theater that's across the street from the venue where our buddy Harry Mack is going to be at. Friend of the so show, I'm Harry go Mack. See Batman. And then I'm going to go see Harry Mack all in the same day, all in the same night. It's going to be magical. (laughs) Sounds awesome. I should take a sticker with with me. I wonder if I have PHP Ugly stickers still. You got PHP Ugly stickers, Tom? Or John? Yeah, I do. I may have to swing down and pick some up. Got lots of them. I'll see if I have any. Pass them out to all the Harry Mack fans. I'll 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 uh, I'll put them in my underwear and throw them on stage. (laughs) (laughs) Horrifying for the guy. That's that's horrifying. (laughs) Yes, banned from L.A. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yes, uh, we played um, Laravel Bingo this week and uh, seen how many common Laravel people. And phrases got said in the Laravel documentary. Yeah. Um, so All right. now I feel oh, bad that I don't that I don't know about it. So okay, it's it's already been asked of me to to hear my hot take, and I've I've already said that I'm going to get roasted for this. Oh, come D- on. Didn't mind it. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before you go there, let's see if we can't agree on a couple of of points here. You missed you missed what I said. Go ahead. I didn't mind it. it. Wasn't bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. There we go. I was about to say. I think we can both agree. Now today it the- was put in stark. <laughs> what? It was put in stark contrast with other BDFLs today because DHH came out. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he's the creator of of Ruby on Rails, and he had a, a big old conniption fit on Twitter today that was basically the opposite of of the of the movie of the documentary documentary is very nice but dhh just took that uh, title of bdfl and ran with it i'm sorry i interrupted eric well no now i want to hear about dhh i mean what what do you what do you talk i saw some big post he put up about no 
a Rails conference. Yeah. So he he received. Now, if you don't know who he is, he's he's very politically aggressive. Uh, has some some strange opinions and hot a lot of hot takes of his own. Uh, and he received an email from uh, the Rails conference organizers that said, "Hey." Uh, you, you know, and, you- hold on. You, you kind of you forgot the most important part. He's the creator of the la- of the Rails framework, right? No, he right. said that. He said that three minutes or just a couple minutes ago. Yeah, I said that. He did. They <laughs> sent him. They sent him a very nice. I did. They sent him a very nice email that said, "Hey, with you ha- being mostly offline last year, the program committee has decided it would be valuable for the community to start sharing the opening keynote stage with other contributors." Uh, we have a few in mind, but would like any suggestions of people who've been impactful this year's, please share them. And he wrote a huge diatribe about how he's been canceled uh, and that because he supports Web3 uh, and his political views, he's being lambasted by the community and uh, is no longer welcome at the conference and, you know, very childish behavior. Well, I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> so bring it, bring bring it back to the Laravel documentary. Oh, the Laravel documentary was what? It's long, it's thirty minutes. the The Laravel documentary was very pleasant. It talked a lot about the community. It covered the fact that this is ten year anniversary since Laravel was released, and there are some uh, there's some pretty hot little question or comments and quotes in there. About uh, Laravel reviving the PHP community and saving PHP. Wait, 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 wait! It's only been ten years since it's been released. Yeah, was it, Eric? Wasn't it going into like version four back in two thousand twelve when we really first met? Yeah. Well, one, two, three were pretty quick iterations. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, I th- I think the the person who who came off worst was uh, Jeffrey Way. Just very. Uh, they they had him play his guitar and talk about how he likes to just uh, strum his guitar while he's thinking things through and and it just was it felt very forced and like hey look at how creative these Laravel people are and uh, I think there was one one quote from uh, uh, Spady that like was was good to hear he's a good community member but like. Could have could have heard a lot more from him because he's a huge contributor to the community. Um, but and it was all you know in praise of Taylor and uh, it's it's a bit of a circle jerk that the community likes to do, but it wasn't awful. Eric, what was your take on it? You called on me because you saw that I got all relaxed and comfortable, didn't you? No, I well I I had to move on from this because I, I, I haven't seen it and don't care about it. Fucking hell, you guys. Okay, so I had questions I wanted to ask Tom, but he just bulldozed through all that. So I didn't know. I guess sorry. I'm not going to worry about any of that. Hey, Tom, I thought we were supposed to have a new uh, OBS layout this week. Yeah, it's been a busy week. Okay, Eric, I want to hear about Nerville documentary so we can move on from it. Oh, do you want to move on, John? You do you have an agenda? Do you have things you you got planned out? I've got I've, I've got plenty to talk about, but I want to hear about your okay, Laravel good. Laravel documentary stuff. I thought it was very good quality. The the the, the documentary itself was really good quality. Um, I'm not really sure what the point of it was. It didn't wasn't really a Laravel documentary. It was a Taylor Otwell profile piece, which is nothing wrong with that. I mean, the best part of it was Taylor talking about Laravel because he actually talked about Laravel and you know why he came up with the name and you know just 
you know, what it was like growing up and, but I don't know. It, I, I, I didn't, I didn't walk away from it thinking, damn, I didn't know that about Lego or that was cool. It was just kind of like a bunch of people. I don't know. It, it was all right. I mean, there was nothing wrong with it. I just, I just wasn't, I wasn't sure what the point of it was, but yeah. maybe, so there was, maybe there wasn't a point. You're there, telling it me to, it, it was, you're telling me to watch it at like two and a half speed. Yeah. I mean, it, it was done really well. It's, it's, it definitely wasn't some person out there with an iPhone asking questions and stitching it together. It, it was high quality. Um, you know, it, you had your normal players. Now I will say I have been criticized in the back, uh, in the past behind the scenes by these two gentlemen about talking too much about other podcasts and <laughs> praising other podcasts and discussing other podcasts. And they eventually won me over when, to be quite honest, I saw how little recognition we got on other podcasts. So I felt that they had a valid point. There was something wrong. You know, there was something unbalanced about that and I stopped doing it. But I do know how much work it goes into doing podcasts. And I thought it was kind of, I don't know, shorthanded or Eric, they, they talked to Eric Barnes from Laravel News. And Laravel News has been an important piece of the Laravel ecosystem overhaul. And they did a lot. <laughs> and he just kind of nonchalantly says, oh, yeah, we got some guys doing our podcast. It's like, dude, <laughs> really? <laughs> some guys just doing your podcast? It's like, you know, would it take it that much longer to say those guys' names or something? Or, or you know, don't act like it's a throwaway or something. It's just like, I feel bad because Michael Dorinda, who, although talking bad about me, he's one of those people <laughs> that, one of those guys I did feel bad about it, but I don't anymore. Fuck those guys. We're not going to talk about them anymore. <laughs> well, you, you said that we didn't get recognition. I was talking with a a group of about 15 developers today, and one of them pointed out that we have a semi-successful podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> semi-successful. <laughs> They're almost good. So, and, uh, yeah, so a we, couple of people listen to them. We, we, we had a big meeting with a bunch of developers introducing two new developers to the team and we're supposed to go around and say something about ourselves. And for some reason I was first out of the blocks to talk and I completely froze up and I'm a terrible speaker to begin with. So I had nothing to say. I it, literally, I said two things and moved on and other people's like, what are you talking about? All this stuff behind you? Who else owns a, a magazine and, <laughs> you know, and has a semi-successful podcast. And I was like, ouch. <laughs> To be fair, they were talking about <laughs> PHP Architect uh, podcast. They weren't even talking yeah, about this one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh. so I don't know. I think the word documentary is being used a little loosely there. Um, I, I I have to... Tom, you talked about Jeffrey Way. There's something about that guy's voice, man, I tell you. Oh, yeah. Like, that guy, he, couldn't, he could not rob a bank. Like, if that guy ever robbed a bank, they would catch him and, like... Hour. He'd, and he'd be so polite about it too. He'd be like, "Listen, just throw whatever bills in there. Feel right. Let's just see where this goes. Just put them in the bag. Let's you know, see what we get." And yeah, it's oh, he, man. It's it's funny because his voice has like no energy to it. Like oh, it, it, he, it's he's, just and, and it just locks you in. Like when he talks, it's like a teacher talk. Like I, right, I, I gotta think that guy, that guy can't talk dirty because I just wouldn't. Oh, just God. wouldn't feel right. But he just has that cadence and that 
that voice. Yeah, it's just it's, like, tone. It's great for Laracasts, but like the fact that it wasn't at all different in the interview than right? the normal Laric. I was, I was sort of like. I was like, am I learning how to play guitar? Is that what's happening? You know, like, <laughs> should I be doing that during my coding sessions? Is good practice to to play guitar to settle your mind during a coding session. I'm like, whoo boy, it's yeah. <laughs> it, it, I was, All right, I was I gotta really go happy. This thing. I was really happy that uh, Dale Reese had a pretty good chunk of a uh, interview, and I, again, him. Uh, and Taylor, I think, gave the most input on kind of some origins of Laravel. And if you don't know who Dale Reese is, I don't know if he actually wrote the first book, but it, it, I, I think it's kind of a consensus within the Laravel community that it's the first relevant book on Laravel. He wrote uh, Code Happy, which you yeah. know, a lot of people there. It it was it was Jeffrey Way before Jeffrey Way. It was Laracast before Jeffrey Way started Laracast. I I really like Dale Reese. You don't hear from him. At least I don't hear from him much. I don't. I don't know if I. Maybe I don't follow him on Twitter or something. But it was nice to see them come back to him and and give some you know history there. That was that was cool. I really liked that piece. Over in Discord, and if you're not joining us there, go to discord.phpugly.com. Join us. Great conversation. They're saying that Daryl Reese wrote uh, <clears throat> a couple of books, the first two, and now he's playing with Go. Mm. Mm. Okay, that might be why we don't hear much from him anymore. So, I mean, give it a watch if you're interested, John. But I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna be out of the loop. Oh, so I got to tell you a story. One one last thing about this. So I was preparing for the show, and I had this whole bit I was going to do, telling you guys how I was in the documentary, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna tell them in the documentary. And there's this there's this time lapse scene at a conference, and I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to tell him I was behind that that column in in the time lapse scene because you know you because the only thing you see is like this column, and then everything else is just like flashing by, flashing by. So I pause it to take a screenshot of it, and I go to take a screenshot, and I'm looking at the screenshot, I'm like that's me. <laughs> <laughs> It was me. It was actually another another person from our Discord, Ralph, uh, from New Orleans. He he was it was him. I talking to TJ Miller and uh, Titan uh, developer Marcus, and we're we're just in this clear as day. I, I'll I'll post it in Discord now. I didn't want to post it earlier, but that's I'll post hilarious. It now. Yeah, Titan got a bunch of name drops in the documentary, and I have no idea why. What do you because mean you don't know I think why? I think they're reckon I think they're recognized as the the first kind of development studio that was focused on Laravel. So I think I, I think I do think it was a little bit of a commercial for Titan. Yeah, but, well, because they they sponsor like all the Laracons and stuff. And, yeah, like and, and, and I they, get and that. But, I mean, they they have a fairly. I mean, then there's a few that have a fairly significant role in the Laravel ecosystem. Uh, vehicle uh, Titan. There, there's a couple of them, but. I don't know. I, I mean, I just felt that there was, it was a weird. Uh, it was weird for them to be in it at all. Like, I think Matt had more. Th- there was more relevance for Matt talking, but you know, but Matt won't talk with with not and not talk about Titan. You know, Matt what, was yeah. like Matt Stauffer wasn't Titan, Titan like, like the the first. Uh, Laravel had a, a special title for companies. I forget mm-hmm. what it was. Oh, like, yeah the the first uh, Laravel. Uh, certified development yes. group. 
Yeah, something yeah, like that. But like talking about the history of Laravel. Right. You know. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I, I guess I agree, agree with you a little bit. I mean, there was a good chunk of Titan history there. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's again, whatever. Whatever. I, I don't, like I said, the word documentary was used very loosely here. But I thought it was, it was cool. I mean. But don't they just throw a documentary I, I think, on anything I, I that's. Think it, I think Eric Burns did, did uh, Jake Bennett and. Michael Trenda dirty though. I, I'm I'm gonna stand firm behind that. <laughs> Next time I see the guy, I'm gonna I'm gonna hug him, but then I'm gonna be like, yeah, yeah, that was good. Nice to see you. Well, <laughs> you won't say anything. So here's no, I won't say a word. Here's the interesting thing to me is that on below, like below the video in the little comment section, there's a link for get your Laravel Origins swag. And the, yeah, they're they were pushing the swag pretty hard, right? And they're like. I pulled it up and I'm like, oh my god, they have like hats and stickers and mugs and water bottles, like the laptop cases, and uh, it's it's weird. It's sort of like this company was like, like, hey, you know, we could just make lots of documentaries and sell swag to all of them, and like we don't have to be objective in any way. We can just let them circle jerk all they want, and <laughs> like. That one of the shirts is uh, I said I loved Laravel and all I got was this tailored T-shirt. I'm like, that's a weird commentary on the community. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, his name is Taylor. It, it, it was supposed to be a pun, but yeah, you know, I, I whatever they they say they're going to be creating others. According according to Taylor in an interview, he said that this was supposed to be the first of a few. Not not on Laravel, on tech. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Documentaries on tech. Good God, the prices though. That water bottle is fifty dollars. Oh, I didn't even look at the. I didn't even look at the swag. Are you serious? They have a fifty dollars water bottle. It's a small water bottle too. Uh, it's forty five bucks, and yeah, that's forty five euros. That the the page lot. defaults to the euro. Oh, you're good call. Good call. And, I didn't see that. You know, given the current situation, our value against euros not looking so great right now. It's so funny the. The freaking water bottle is just as expensive as the hoodie. Yeah, that's <laughs> nuts. Mm. Well, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. It's uh, it's. I mean, yeah, whatever. They can they can do that sort of thing. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I I I I don't know what the point of it. I didn't get a lot out of it. I mean, but I've been in the Laravel systems for a long time. The so maybe there was just nothing new there because there was just nothing new there. But I did enjoy the pieces with Taylor you know, driving around Arkansas, going to his high school, talking about his first job, that sort of thing was all kind of cool. Yeah, I thought Taylor's comment commentary on the code base was the best commentary in the in the document in the whole doc. I mean, he actually talked about what it means to him to to be BDFL and why he does this and you know it's uh it's a perfectly reasonable stance and perfectly reasonable statements. And it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't as like uh Laravel, you know, or, or Taylor is the super genius and should be running everything as it could have been, but still, you know, a lot of people talking about their boss basically on camera. <laughs> that's, that's true. It's yeah. Sort of, <laughs> there was a lot of that. <laughs> it was sort of like, well, what are they going to say? You know, yeah. they, there's not uh it's it's yeah documentary is is a is a sort of a nice way of putting it it's it's more of a fluff piece yeah yeah but i am i'm interested to see what else they do uh, it'll it'll be cool if if they do keep down this path uh be cool to see what else other tech documentaries they do maybe they'll do a podcast one you don't know you don't know they won't so 
Who do you, who do you think paid for it to to be done? According to to Taylor, it wasn't him. It wasn't Laravel. It, they came to him and said, "We want to do this. We're going. We're going to start making these documentaries." Yeah, so it's, I don't. I don't think anybody paid for it. I think the company who produced it paid for it. Yeah, this company offers and appears to be trying to build a brand around tech interviews and tech documentaries to sell swag and possibly Patreon stuff. I don't. They don't have a, a link to a Patreon. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. I don't. I think. Uh, I think. You know. It, 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 it was cool. I mean, it's a cool thing to have under your belt for Taylor, but it doesn't doesn't bring a lot to the table. Apparently, OfferZen is a dev employment portal. Okay, that has that is nothing like what you just said. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is the exact opposite of what I said. So I think this might just be a brand awareness thing for them. Well, perhaps, yeah. Interesting. All right, we can move on. So, so watch it if you want, want John. It's, it's not a big deal if you don't. It's nothing there. Yeah, uh, we all know the answer to that. Laravel comes. The, the name Laravel comes <laughs> from uh, him playing a board game or something where he had to rhyme with Caravel. He didn't have to rhyme. He was trying to come was, up with yes, names. He was trying. Yeah, he was trying to rhyme with Caravel. So that's that is the big thing I learned <laughs> from uh, from that thirty minutes. <laughs> you could get all sorts of names if you just play Wordle. God, constantly so, trying to make word, so words fit into that thing. Yeah. Uh, do, do you want to talk about the person quitting developing for Laravel and getting railroaded on Reddit? Uh, sure. Uh, so somebody had posted on Reddit that they were they were tired of the PR process, they were tired of the issues getting closed without being resolved, and that the whole zero PRs, zero issues thing was hurting the community and. He was no longer oh, going that's... to contribute to it. Yeah. And so that, P- PR uh, in the in this scenario, PR stands for pull request. Yes. If anybody didn't put that together, since we just talked about a whole puff piece, and yeah, it's different PR this time. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, you know, pointing out uh, certain people are just sort of being dicks in the pull requests. And saying like, well, this isn't our issue or this is, you know, I think you're overreacting and just sort of generally being toxic in the Laravel community. So you, you started this by saying they're going to they're stopping working for Laravel. So it sounded like they, they it sound a, like it was an employee and they stopped. No, no. He, so he had developed packages for Laravel that were somewhat popular. And uh, and I, I wish I could tell you what exactly, but uh it appears that the community was so awful to him in his DMs that he ended up deleting his Reddit account and the post included. Hmm. So, like, I, there's some way of getting the archive off of it, but yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm putting it in dis- I'm putting it in Discord now. It'll, it'll be in Discord here in a second. So, so yeah, it did the the original post did get pulled down, but here is the Wayback Machine because the internet forgets nothing. <laughs> Thankfully. That's coming in Discord. <clears throat> but this has been a, a common complaint, not just from this person. So I'm confused why it's a known issue where it's hard to get. It's either really hard to get pull requests through or it's way too easy to get them through. There's no middle ground, it seems. Right. And the I, I think there's a little bit of commentary on that where it's like, yeah, if you're part of the insider group, your stuff gets barely any review whatsoever before it's pushed out. 
Um, that was my one criticism of of Laravel Origins. I think Jeffrey Way is like, oh yeah, in the, in, the, in Laravel there is no cool kids club. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that was a little. <laughs> there's there's definitely a, a cool kids club. Um, yeah, a uh, comment here about Graham Campbell, who is extraordinarily awful to work with on pull requests and issues. Um, and he links to the the issue with uh, doing an update on a date time column, getting it, uh, getting the column changed to a timestamp column unintentionally, and that pull request went very poorly. Uh, it got closed without discussion and then reopened. Well, it, it wasn't it wasn't a pull request; it was an issue. An issue, yeah, yeah. Nobody, I don't think anybody created a pull request, but yeah, they closed the issue without really even discussing it. Well, they 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 closed the issue initially with the it, the boilerplate it looks like you uh it looks like you're asking a question that can be answered in the the forums or in the yeah. discord which is like i've gotten that too and i it's it is the worst boilerplate to receive when you have an issue with the framework and the guy wrote a full test suite to reproduce the issue in his comment and then mm-hmm. and then just the first comment is is hey you're uh, doing it wrong and close the ticket <laughs> and it was like like you just didn't read it did you You just like this is everything gets this immediate response and eventually taylor did come in and say like hey uh this is an issue it looks like it's a problem with debal we have to fix the issue with debal but it's not with the framework and but it was like <laughs> yeah the uh the the boilerplate responses and the like number of thumbs down emojis on every comment from someone within Laravel is like, yeah, it's, it's bad interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still wonder why he deleted the post though, but cause I mean, they, they weren't too hard on him in the comment section. No, but that's, that's Laravel for you. I mean, they don't, or that's, that's Reddit but for you. The, people in Reddit. He also said it was DMS. Like, yeah, people in people he, in Reddit do all of their awfulness through direct messaging. Okay. And right. well, a a post that's a post that says I'm done with Laravel in the Laravel subreddit isn't going to go great anyways. But. Let's go back to a happier time. Remember last week when we pulled a winner for a Raspberry Pi and we were all happy. Andrew Champ uh, reached back out to me. I got his information. He's getting his his Raspberry Pi, and he even tweeted out how happy he was and. That was really exciting. I mean, the guy has champ in his name. I mean, did you really think he was going to win? <laughs> so with that said, the next uh, giveaway is open at phpa.me slash pi3. Three for March. Uh, we will do the drawing again two weeks from today live on this show. So please go enter. Let us, uh, let us know if you've run into any issues. Oh, I should move that tag over. This has been fun. Like, giving away stuff i like that we should do this more often <laughs> although it probably won't be a raspberry pi so next it will be a new car <laughs> no it'll be a slightly <laughs> slightly damaged paragliding helmet <laughs> oh should i put this thing on s- s- a small crack in it <laughs> yeah only a little only a little bit of blood on the inside yeah i my my, my paragliding helmet got stickered up Whoop. Mm-mm-mm. Makes it much See, easier Tom. to identify the body <laughs> on the front. Sorry. See, I, just for you, Tom, right you, on the front. 
you posted on Facebook that you you were doing <laughs> some lessons. That's that sticker that kills you. Like it comes off and gets in your eye or something. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances? Uh, yeah, you posted on Facebook that you were doing some of your lessons where, like, you just get you just get the gear on and you learn how to do the the directional stuff and like you're not really leaving the ground at all. And you, hey, came I'm leaving the ground by a, f- a couple of feet. Yeah, so you came away from that horrendously bruised. And yeah, oh my Aww. god, Woo. yeah, yeah. Which is your body's way of telling you, hey, don't do this for real. No, <laughs> that's my bo- my body's way of saying. You're taking medication and screw you. I bruise so easily. I swear. You look at my skin wrong, it's going to bruise. Well, it sounds like extreme sports is the way to go then. <laughs> oh, my. I am so excited that my instructor said, most likely the next time I'm out there, I'm going off the cliff. So it, it's happening. I mean, that's not that exciting. I've been have really pissed him off. off the cliff for years. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's supposed to be tomorrow, except for the fact that it's friggin' raining in San Diego. It's not supposed to rain. Stop. It's raining there now? No, but it's supposed to rain. It's like a 90% chance of raining tomorrow. Yeah, so gotcha. I was hoping tomorrow would be the day. I have lessons scheduled for Sunday, and then I find out my son's t-ball team's uh, pictures are Sunday, and because I'm an assistant coach for his team, I'm supposed to have pictures taken, so I'm probably going to have to cancel those lessons, so... It's looking like it's another week out. Have have they even played a game yet? No. So oh, the opening day is supposed to be Saturday, but again, it's this, this, raining, this so Saturday? that's probably going to be canceled. Oh, okay. So his I first must, game must have lost my invite or somewhere. His first game is a week from what? Saturday. Week from Saturday. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, he'll be playing before the big boys because who knows when they're going to play? No baseball in March for the, only the um, what second third time in recent history. Why, why? What happened? Uh, Pay disputes. disputes. Yeah. I mean, the MLB is raking in about eleven billion dollars a year, but they the average salary of the ball player has gone down over the last three or four years. They have the lowest minimum wage of all the professional sports. Now, keep in mind, their minimum wage is over half a million dollars, but they have well, the not lowest for AAAs, minimum. Though. Well, this is it's not AAA. This is Major League Baseball. This is the pros. So their their lowest minimum wage is the lowest of all the professional sports. So they're they're complaining about that. It's just rich people mad at richer people for not giving them more to be richer. It's whatever. Well, didn't I, it come down to like one guy who's holding up the whole thing? I, I didn't hear that. I'm fine watching baseball. I I, I watch Australian baseball during the off season. I'll watch. I'll watch Japanese baseball. I'll watch. I'm right down the street from a minor league stadium. I'll go there because the minor leagues they're typically not impacted by this. So, yeah, I'm. I'm going to be fine. I'll watch T-ball if I ever get invited. Don't know. Minor league is a lot more fun for you. To want watch, to invite in to my, my kid's T-ball game, Eric? Will you come watch my kid play T-ball? Because it sounds like so much fun. John, you ask everybody you know who has a kid who's played t-ball or little baseball if they have invited me if i've ever win you ask them they'll tell you yes because i yeah, care that's how we got banned from that stadium <laughs> it's if they didn't want the kids yelled at they shouldn't see us so close the to them. fuck are you doing out there jesus christ <laughs> i can't have you there you'll cr- criticize me and my lack of coaching ability no the 
worst coach ever. You <laughs> suck. You guys will never go anywhere. Eyes on the ball. We throw it towards first base, please. Move, <laughs> move more than a foot from the spot you're standing at right now. Get under it. Get under it. Kids don't want to move. It's so funny. Hey, guess what? We what came out just uh, two days ago now. Holy crap! Has it been two days? We got what? the March issue of the PHP Architect magazine out on March first. That is a first. We've been pushing that back. Hopefully, we can keep that going. You know, moving forward because our goal is to be out on the first of the month. And and it should be mentioned, February is a short month, so we we overcame that obstacle and i mean i think it's fair to say it wasn't a last minute dash to get it done either uh, you know we it was all done at a pretty good click and john and i swooped in the, the last day and did a few cleanup things and that was it world back so day eric you want to hear something funny i i haven't told you this yet you you gave me glowing reviews for getting things up and running where people can buy a single or a monthly issue of the print magazine Oh, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> you you politely said, hey, make sure you check to make sure that all worked. They, they got the print magazine. I happened to go look. And just because of the way the code was, instead of being charged the $15.99 for the print, they were charged the $4.99 for the digital. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, it was Bonus for them. No, no. I mean, it's kind of I went work. I I fixed it. I went and I went back and I refunded the the five bucks and charged the fifteen. Oh, that was nice of you. Not not the hey, thanks for helping me debug this. <laughs> you can have this one, but you know, no. You have your approach. That's fine. I see. Yeah. If, I, I, that's better than was, I thought. If it was more than a, you tell me. if it was more than a day since I found it, like if I charged that and then it's been a week and then I was going to change it, it would have been different. But mm-hmm. it was. Literally the next day. <laughs> so, nope. so you didn't check it after you ran it like I asked. Good to know. <laughs> wow. Argus gets a full page. Nope. Yes, Argus gets a full page. Argus has got a huge PR that's going to get pushed here this weekend. Speaking of sponsors, we'd like to thank today's sponsor. We'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, HookRelay.dev. HookRelay.dev allows you to create powerful webhooks without having to create all the groundwork yourself. Sure, the basics of sending webhooks are easy, but to add more powerful features takes time and effort. That's where hookrelay.dev saves the day. Have you ever tried sending data to third parties that have strict API limits? Do you handle those failures caused by those limits properly using traditional back-off algorithms? Stop worrying about third parties with flaky servers and let hookrelay.dev continue trying to reach them for you. Resending failed webhooks or just resending for testing is as simple as clicking a button. You can also be the recipient of webhooks. That's right, hookrelay.dev handles both inbound and outbound webhooks. Hookrelay.dev can catch the request and then send them to your servers. And best of all, reporting. Writing code to track success failures, create reports, and more is already done with hookrelay.dev. Try hookrelay.dev's free tier today. Get three endpoints, 14-day retention, and 100 deliveries per day. Thank you, Hookrelay, for sponsoring today's episode. Thank you, Hookrelay. Thank you, Hookrelay. Thank you, Hook Relay. I'm going to have to so read what this, you guys... uh, this article by Joe Ferguson, Cues with Horizon. Cause y- yes, you do. The number of, <laughs> yes, the number of problems want, I have <laughs> could have saved me a lot of money, you know. <laughs> yeah, 
you probably want to read that one. Yeah, I'm on top of that. <laughs> you should. There's All right. So what have you guys been up to this week? Anything fun? I am working on a very exciting pro- project that I can't talk about, but I'm very excited about it. It's outside the scope of like kind of normal stuff I do. And it's, it's interesting. Matter of fact, I might be pinging you guys on it this in the next I, week for some ideas. The only thing you work on is these secret things you can't tell anyone about. It's this, like this every one secret, week. This one is secret by the client. So I don't have a choice. I like, you know, I spill the beans all the time. I always want to talk about stuff too fast. And then people's like, no, 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 don't talk about it. It's too soon. Don't do that. This one, I don't have a choice. It's a, it's, it's a secret project per the client. So I have, I feel perfectly fine not talking about it. As long as, but, as, long but as I'm the client is not the government of Russia. It's having me stretch kind of, kind of my, my comfort zone a little bit and, you know, try a few different things out that, yeah, I just never thought I'd work on, but I'm working on it. And if, if I get to a point where I can talk about it, I'll, I'll talk about it, but it's, uh, it's, it's fun. But I, so don't ask me what I've been doing for the last next couple of weeks. Cause I, I hope to be doing this. <laughs> so I would clarify with the client that if we don't talk about said client, if it's okay to talk about what you were working on, because I'm sure I can abstract it out to, you know, yeah, I'm sure I can abstract it out, but I'm not there yet. Missile guidance systems. Let's just leave it at that. No, let's not, because it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, fine. What about you guys? How's your week? Oh, it's been it's been busy. I I read a uh, a, a tweet about making startups successful, and it said that if there's no owner of an area of code or knowledge, then it's never going to be a hundred percent complete or like fulfilled. And I took that to heart and like took ownership of one of these areas of code, and it has been dominating my time ridiculously. Uh, which well, can can you explain like? Area? Can, are you able to say what area of code? Like, yeah. More? So it's a it's a system that takes a lending application and sends it through uh, lenders' APIs to them to review. And isn't uh, that your core business though? Why would that? Why would there not be an owner already of that? Our core business is enriching applications. So getting data and then building uh, scores around the data and choosing which uh, lender or funder. Uh, wants to take that. Uh, and the majority of our funders, we still contact via email. Only a few of these funders have their own API. Um, so it is, a, it is a core part of our system, uh, and it's just sort of buggy. And it got to a state where it worked well enough that the developers could focus on other stuff, and we just sort of did. But the bugginess is driving people a little bit crazy, and it's not necessarily buggy um, on our end, it's not necessarily our fault because most of these APIs that have been developed by funders have been developed by like the owner's cousin's son who is interested in programming mm-hmm. and they're not like hosted on AWS or anything like that. They're hosted on like some college dorm server that goes down every 30 minutes or something. So like there's a lot of instability in them that we don't necessarily handle correctly and we need to. So I've been focusing on that bugs. And unfortunately in our system, bug tickets don't have story points. So I'm just sort of not getting story points out the door. Saying, I still think that's a mistake because it's still, I, I know Eric's going to hate this, but let's go down project management road a little bit. We're diving more into 
that realm. And hold on, let me let me get all dramatic again and, and relax. All right, you do that. We're heading down that road now, and the way we're tending to do it is we know our velocity. We're backing that off a little bit when we plan a sprint. So if the velocity is 40 points, we're planning 35 or whatever it is. And then once you get done with that, or if critical support tickets come in, that counts towards your velocity and how much work you can get done. And it's still important. I mean, that work has to be done. It's going to take time in a sprint. So you need to account for some of that. That's that's part of the reason why if your velocity is 40 and you're planning 35, you're planning for roughly five points of possible support work. And if if there there aren't those critical bugs that come in, you finish your 35 and you keep tackling other things off your backlog. So I think it's important to ha- put points onto your, your bug tickets. Yeah, I don't disagree. We're just not doing it. <laughs> Well, you can point them to this show, to this moment in the show, and say, go listen to that. Because that guy there, he makes sense. He makes sense. Plus, he's into extreme sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know know what that means, but... I've been doing doing a lot of pair programming recently, too. I'm moving on. Eric's sick of this, so I'm going to move on to that. (laughs) What am I missing? What is? I started putting. I started putting anybody who talks about project management in Discord on timeout. Oh, jeez! <laughs> Michael Durant is yelling at me. <laughs> Wait, you did? How long did you put on timeout for? I guess it's something you can do in Discord. I didn't know you could do it either. But I, you right click on their name and you oh, put I... them in timeout. <laughs> He's got 10 seconds. Oh, he's he's off timeout now. Yeah, I, I put it, the lowest amount you could put him on was like 60 seconds. So. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, anyway, I've, I've been doing some paraprogramming lately. You guys moved on. Yeah, it wasn't because of that. Jackass. Um, so the team decided that when new, new developers come on, we're going to do paraprogramming and try and get them up to speed that way versus just throwing them full on into their own projects. And it's interesting. I, I see some benefit to it, but at the same time right now I'm doing a lot of the work, but it's giving him a, a chance to ask a lot of good questions, but just like you two mother says Laravel, like every other word out of his mouth. Yeah. Well, in Laravel, we do it this way. It's like, we're not in Laravel, but in Laravel, we do it. Th- we're not in there, but so, in Laravel. So everybody around you is talking about how good, you know, how beneficial Laravel is to use, and you, you just, you just want to, yeah, want to stay the course. Of course, of course, I want to <sighs> stay the course. He's a purist. I tell you exactly. Yeah. So my my secret client, who I'm doing the secret project for, they did tell me that um, moving forward, not only the project I'm working on, but backporting to all the other projects I work on for them, um, that. They want to go heavy, heavy into testing, and uh, they want me to learn pest inside. Oh, so I was like, really? You know, you you want to go pest? Huh? You don't? You just don't want to use you know just you know, PHP? You know, PHP unit? And, um, he's like, um, he's like, uh, uh, yeah. He's like, no, I I want to. I mean, to 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 their defense, it's it's all Laravel anyway. So, and and. 
Pest is just uh, an extension of unit, so it's fine. I don't think there's there's a huge difference in it. But yeah, so I guess in in kind of parallel with the project I'm working on, I'm going through and watching watching tutorials on Pest, and so I'm going to be right there with you, John. It'll be all about the testing. Well, I, I can't wait to hear more about your Pest endeavors. Yeah, because I am not yeah. I'm not there. Obviously, I'm PHP unit and prophecy. Prophecy. Well, Prophecy is just the mocking library that I... So we use either the built-in mocks within PHP unit or Prophecy, and it's Mm kind of whatever you want to use unless, you know, there are certain use cases where Prophecy doesn't work and I have to default to PHP unit mocks. Um, But I'm not using any layer on top of that like PESS. So I'm interested to hear what you think of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm... Kind of excited. Oh, yeah, I want to get into it. And this is a good. It's always nice to be paid to learn it. So that that's that's a benefit. But yeah, <laughs> it's exciting. Awesome. I'll I'll keep you updated. I want to get to you your level where I'm writing tests before I'm writing code. The test driven development. I I like the concept, but it, then when I think about doing it, it, there's there's something about my personality that it irritates me to write a test for something I know that's not going to work. So it's like. Why, why write? It's not going to work yet. There's no reason to write this test. But part part of it, it, yeah, part of this is figuring out how your class is going to work. Like you think you know how it's going to work going in, and a lot of the times you might be right, especially when you're writing something you've written ten times before. But there, there's been plenty of times where I've changed my signatures or what I was going to use because it just didn't feel right. Right. It's just one of those things, and I'm not saying I do. TDD all the time. It's like, I like to on a new feature, but there are plenty of times where I'm doing other stuff and I can't. Mm-hmm. I do. And when I'm doing bug fixes, especially when I know the fix, I might fix it and confirm, oh, that fixed it. But I will take my fix out, write the test to prove that it was wrong and then put my fix back in. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Well, and I mean, we, we talked about it years ago with Diego Dev in the whole concept of you know, whenever there's a bug reported, we should write a test that duplicates that bug and confirms the bug and then fix the bug. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, we're in, you know, conceptually that, that makes all the sense in the world. You know, that bug's never going to show itself again, but in practice, it's a little more challenging to do. Yeah. Do you write unit tests before, before you write your services or your functionality, or do you write feature tests? Who? Me? Yeah. I don't do really feature tests. See, I do I do feature tests before I write code because I know what I want the output to look like, but I don't necessarily want to do unit tests because I don't know how the the service is going to be structured. Makes but I sense. suppose I, I suppose I could. It, it, so it goes hand in hand. You you can write your feature tests because you know, especially when you know exactly what your input and outputs are going to be. Right. And then your unit test could help you um, could help dictate the the way it's going to grow or what other classes you're going to need. So if you're writing just a service, that's one thing. But if you're writing a full feature, you may have way more classes than the one you're testing, right? Mm -hmm. That may not already exist. So it's like also helping you figure out, oh, I'm also going to need this identity. I'm also going to need this repository that you don't have yet. So you, you get into your service and you're asking for some data. Okay. Well, you got to mock that out, make it work. Now, you know, go build that, make that work. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
fun stuff. It is. You know, I really do like, I like testing now that I do it a lot more. Um, in my previous company, we just didn't do tests. And I sort of had no idea how to even do it. But now yeah, imagine, gonna... imagine if they started testing now. All that code. Oof. I mean, I don't think you could. I, I, it's just, I don't know. I don't even know where you would start. You'd just start with tests for all your bug fixes and then any new features and then try to roll it back a little bit. That's where everyone should start. Start, start just with your bug fixes. You know, you can't go all in. You're not, I mean, even the, the code base I work on, we're only at like 15 or 16% code coverage on all of our unit tests. And I've been sure. writing tests for a long time, but it's a legacy code base that's huge. So start with your bug fixes, like Eric said, going with replicating the behavior, proving you fixed it is huge. Writing tests for new code and then slowly work in old code or so, strangle out the old code if that's if that's the goal. I'm I'm involved in a conversation at work about how long your test suite should take to run. And our current test suite on my system is like 13 minutes or 12, just about 12 minutes, actually. And I think on, that's on your, lo- on your local machine. Yeah. <clears throat> my, mine's about that same amount of time, but in our CI pipeline, which is on what I assume is better hardware. Well, so this includes feature tests. So we have yep, like a fully, a fully populated database that we, mm-hmm. we run against. It should run until it finishes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm in the same place. So we use Codeception for feature testing. Uh, QA manages that and has been adding more and more of those tests. But we also have a ton of database, a bunch of unit tests that also use a database for access. So that kind of slows those down. But it still takes time. I don't, I've never or very rarely have run the entire test suite locally. I, I, I have to. We make changes that, impacts so many areas you know as a startup everything we do is is touching everything yeah but if you're if you're testing the code you're working on let ci handle that why wait for it to run on your machine oh i do yeah i don't run the full tests suite until like i've released it to uh or i'm about to release it to the ci pipeline then why not just let the ci pipeline catch it i don't know because like is it a requirement you run it locally, or is it just no, something you do? It's just something I do to to make sure I'm not missing something. But I mean, our our CI pipeline isn't much faster than my local machine. You know, the uh, M1 M1 Mac is a pretty powerful system. You guys excited about Sad. the new Apple conference? The, the the new new releases? We don't run Apple stuff anymore, so no. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you being funny or no? I I there's a new there's supposed to be like a new chip. It's going to be even faster. Let me guess. The of course, M2. of course, it's going to be even faster. It's always even faster. It's always <laughs> going to be so much better than the last one. And we don't even care about the last one anymore. My tests, you don't my have tests are running in Docker, one. which is slow. I was going to say, you. I know Docker is slow on a Mac. Yes, it is. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, but you keep touting the M1. I know, but uh, someone who has a, an old Intel-based Mac laptop runs the same test suite in about six minutes. So, yes, I know. All time, right. to, time to switch to Linux. Just saying. What else right, we got? We're wrapping up. What? What else we got? I've been playing Elden Ring a lot. That game is what awesome. Is, what is it? It's the the newest game by From Software, the the group that does uh Dark Souls. Okay. You're still talking. Yeah. It's really good. It's it's all my free time now. I'm surprised we don't have a, a PHP ugly 
gamers, like a, a larger gaming group. Sarah Coleman keeps popping into the Discord trying to get people to jump on. I guess PHP has a um, Among Us. Among Us. Oh yeah, that get together and play. I keep I downloaded the game because she yeah she because of that. I, I this has been going on for a long time and I have yet to even, I yet to even start the game up. So <laughs> I don't. I think you were the one telling me it's really easy to learn to play. I yeah. hope so because I. You haven't even fired it up yet, but yeah, I, uh, I I wanna I wanna I wanna do something more social. Like I've 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 really become a reclu- reclusive reclu- reclus reclusive reclusive Yeah, that I don't I don't go anywhere anymore, and um, I don't see myself going anywhere anytime soon. So like all my all my it's, social. Well, it sounds like Discord. it sounds like you're going to a t-ball game in a, a week and a half. Oh, yeah. that coach sucks. I don't want to go watch a bunch of losers. He's, gonna, he's just going to lose friends at that one. <laughs> yeah. You had a poker game recently, didn't you, Jim? Oh, don't remind me. I was first out. I can't remember the last time I was, I was first there. out in a poker game. <laughs> Someone has to be. Yeah. Usually me. I know. I, I, I get it, but man, this sucked. <laughs> it sucked. Yeah. All right. Well, is that it? Are we wrapping yep. up? We're wrapping up. Yeah, my machine uh, froze completely. Froze. It did. Oh, wow. Oh, there we go. You're it back. caught up. I really need to spend the time to reinstall Windows on this thing. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's it for episode 276 of PHP Ugly. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep it, Keep it, it ugly. ugly. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me shouts out to php the ugly it's called ugly because it's not professional but i'm about to come through and bless it with style so let's do it when i'm spitting i perfume the room yo the segment of the show is called doom and gloom that came from thomas yeah can nobody go beyond this i get the mic and then i'm about to keep it like a promise yeah and y'all know we fill them up with anguish we talking about the php the programming language about to break it down no exaggeration what do y'all do for a living web app Applications. Okay, I can dig it. My words spray tight. Uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights. Yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude. I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube. So let's get it. You know my lyrics are major. All up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing. Keep it ugly. We ending every show with the saying it's lovely. Let's go. Yeah, come on.